I just think that you, there's a there's a saying: your network is your net worth. Wow! So, say that again. So, so your your network is your net worth. So wow. the the people I think it's extremely important in the people that you that you hang around. Yeah. Is extremely important. I think it's yeah. very difficult if you're in an environment of a bunch of naysayers then to be able to to grow. So you need to be putting yourself in that environment. Yeah. Yeah. I feel very blessed and fortunate that for as long as I can remember, that's those words are, are still ringing in my ears. Who from? From, from Mum. Wow. Saying that, Magnus, if you whatever you put your mind to, you can achieve. And I think that not everybody may have received that message from their parents. And yeah. I think that it's that innate belief in yourself that whatever it is that you set your mind to, you can achieve. Yeah. And I genuinely 100% believe that Everybody has that ability. Yeah, yeah. A very, very simple philosophy around that is that you just don't put things into your body that come out of a packet. Apart from rice and pasta for mine, it's just very much just fresh fruit and vegetables and and um, and meat. So run around the outside aisles of of the shopping centre and don't spend too much time on the inside. Yes, you've just joined A Journey with Bernie, and I'm so grateful that you have, and I owe you an apology right up front. And the reason why I've got to say I'm sorry is because when I first started this podcast, I had the vision of speaking with you or being with you every week, and yet it's about four weeks since we've last shared a beautiful podcast experience together. And I could blame Christmas. I could look at New Year. I I could even say to you, and I do want to say to you, that Taiwan, now that's an interesting thing to bring up, but I had an experience whereby I had to do a couple of weeks of work in Taiwan. Now, when we mention about Taiwan these days, particularly in the Western world, we keep on thinking about the, you know, the potential Chinese intervention. And that was the country that I had to go to and do two weeks of work for that wonderful, interesting company called Domino's Pizza. I want to tell you about the work because it's so related to the introduction of this particular episode and what a journey with Bernie is all about. I had to go to Taiwan and lay down the cultural foundation for Domino's Pizza's entry into that country. There has been a Domino's pizza there before, but the Australian company has taken over that version of Domino's and they do it differently, the Domino's Australia. And uh, I've been familiar with their vision and their purpose and their values for a long, long time. I had to lay down the cultural foundation over there. I'm gonna share with you what is Domino's purpose. It's to bring people closer through the experience of sharing a Domino's meal. Now, forget the Domino's bit. I want you to focus on the word closer. It's an emotional experience that people come together through a Domino's meal and become closer through the experience. Hey, what about their other three values? One of them is to crush convention. 
Doesn't that sound a mouthful? Well, what it actually means is be proactive, be creative. Let's get ahead of the market. Let's do things that other companies, other corporations might not have the courage to even consider. What a wonderful value for life, I thought. There are other values. Be generous and provide joyful experiences. And another value is to uh, treat the customer as absolutely number one person. Hey, why do I share all of this with you? Because when I delivered that piece of work to 90 people in Taiwan, I'm talking about their best franchisees, I'm talking about the, the, the key staff, the key leaders of the new Domino's version in Taiwan, all of that added up to just becoming a loving organisation. I kid you not, folks. The people that were on the back end of this training just became aware of what it meant to be a loving person and to bring love, happiness and joy into their team meetings, into the way that the franchisees dealt with their staff, into the way that the staff dealt with each other, it actually came down to the purpose of this podcast. And here's why I I mention this, because I reached a conclusion. My conclusion is I just got a feeling everybody is on this pathway to some degree to want to learn how to become a more loving, happier human being. Now, Magnus Olsen, I haven't even mentioned you yet. You're listening to this as an intro. How do you respond to uh, an intro like that? Do you think that that is what's starting to be companies are starting to become aware of? Maybe not in in, in those particular Bernie words, but are they becoming aware of the importance of just being beautifully human within the framework of a corporation? I think so. Yeah? How do you see that? Where do you see that? What makes you just so definitively agree with that? Um, I see that as you're adding, as any business, you've got to be adding value to the customer. And if you care about the customer and you love the customer, then you're more likely to be able to provide that service. And I think the customer would pick up on that. Well, mate, we're going to be exploring how you do that very, very shortly. You've heard the voice of Magnus Olsen now, dear people, but I've got to let you know something, right? I've known this gentleman only for a short period of time. And these are just Bernie words, and some of you get very used to um, what might be perceived as a bit of Bernie over-enthusiasm. I try not to. I try to tell you exactly as it is. You ever met a guy who, or a person, apologies, a person who has goals, very goal-focused, can even trip over in the pursuit of it, fall over, but just keeps on getting back until he or she makes them happen? There's hardly a goal that I think Magnus Olsen has ever attacked, which in some form or shape, he hasn't eventually made it happen. Where going to be meeting a wonderful human being this afternoon who somehow has developed a fantastic mindset around making things happen. And it's by no coincidence that what he also then brings is tremendous enthusiasm. I asked him before three things that uniquely describe Magnus Olsen. Here's what he said. He says, I'm a committed human being. 
I said, committed to what? She says, whatever is important to me. He says, I'm committed to. And I'm consistent about pursuing that commitment. I'm consistent in all things that are important to me. And finally, he said, I value the third C. And the third C was he values connection. Well, dear people, commitment, consistent connection isn't the only thing that defines Magnus Olsen. But we're going to be on the tail end this afternoon of exploring why these things are so important and what is Magnus's secret to living a life full of love, enthusiasm and passion. Magnus, am I defining you well at the moment or do you think I'm slightly exaggerating? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, very humbling to hear that. Thank you. Yeah, but mate, do you, can you relate to what I'm saying? Does that re, does that register with you? I'm not trying to, you know, overplay it. But in all of my interaction with you, and I think we first met down at the local little gym that we got around the corner over here. That's right. That's been my experience of you, mate. Which um, is it an exaggeration or is that who you are? No, that is who I am. How, mate, you, Magnus Olson, O L S. O-N. You've taught me that's a Swedish name. That is correct. Yeah. Where were you born, my dear friend? I know you say Sweden, but was it Stockholm, a, a little village in Sweden? A uh, little village. So a small village, four hours drive north of Stockholm called Sensvall. And, and, and what was that village famous for? <laughs> um, probably its harbour. It reminds me a bit of Hobart. Oh, right. Okay. Yep. Okay. I'm heading back there next week too, which is quite exciting. I'm spending a couple of weeks in my hometown. Oh, how ex- are you going back to your, your relatives? Do yeah, you- seeing the relatives first and then just yeah, a couple of weeks in kicking back. Yeah. Just exploring my hometown that I left as a five-year-old. Well, mate, if you're left as a five-year-old, you're not exactly returning to friends, <laughs> no. I would imagine. So uh, you came out to Australia with, with mum and dad, yeah, with the parents, a brother, sister? Two brothers, younger and older. Wow, okay. And you arrived out here at five years of age. Correct. Yeah. Um, to Brisbane, to Sydney, to Melbourne. Uh, to Brisbane. Yeah. And uh, where, where did you live? In Brizzy. Up in Mount Cravat, so that's where I grew up. So I've always been south side of Brizzy boy and just made my way slowly closer to the city, but still here. Mate, tell us about primary school. Tell us about those younger younger years. I mean, were you speaking English when you arrived? No. Wow, so here you are, five years of... Did you start school at five? Straight away, as soon as we landed. Oh, mate, tell us the story. (laughs) Well, my older brother, he's 18 months older than me, so we basically just, yeah, dropped straight into grade one and I ended up doing nearly 18 months of grade one. It was a bit of a struggle, obviously, with the the language and the other kids having a head start. And in Sweden, you don't start school until you're seven years of age. That's interesting. Why is that out of interest? Any ideas? Absolutely no idea. They just start them late over there. And so I hadn't done preschool or kindy or anything so just straight from being looked after by mum in the deep end primary school. Can I ask you did you have any perception whether starting uh, school at seven has any particular advantage over starting it at five? In my opinion no. Right. I think the earlier the better. Okay 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 and what about secondary school where, where did you where did you end up there? 
Um, McGregor High. Oh, the old McGregor State High School. <laughs> yep. Being in this leadership game with young people, um, I, I've had some interactions with McGregor over over time. Well, what was the secondary, or should I say, the teenage experience like? I, I'm assuming that by the end of primary school, English is a little better. It is. Yeah, and 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 so into secondary school, what was it like for you? Um, just average, just average student, didn't sort of, wasn't very academic and didn't have that much interest in, in school, had yeah. plans to follow in my father's footstep and be a carpenter, so I didn't, didn't see the relevance at the time. Okay, okay. I know it sounds funny to ask this now, right, but here you are describing that stage of your life. Go, go to now. What did you do this week? And I want details. What was this week like for you? Oh, it was a pretty incredible week, actually. <laughs> kicked, yeah, kicked off on Monday. I had the Channel 7 in the weekend, a program up at the Ridge at Mullaney, which wow. is a development that we've recently completed. That we Who's we? Uh, who's we? My business partner and I. That yeah. we kicked off five years ago. Yeah. And Tell so, us more about it, mate. I want some specific details. Though. This is a chance for you to give an advertisement, mate. <laughs> this could be bigger than the than, than Channel 7's Weekender. Yeah, so they, they, in conjunction with the producer and myself, we came up with a plan, and the plan yeah. was that we wanted to showcase a luxury high-end escape. So yeah. we had helicopter and supercar lined up and three couples and private chef in our executive residence to really showcase that. And then we moved into our purpose-built function centre and we staged a corporate retreat with a bit of a, a fitness spin. And right. then we all went outside and and uh, had a couple of people run through some exercises for us. And <laughs> so it was basically a, a corporate fitness retreat. Right. And yeah, so that was Monday. But this is at an establishment that you own. Right now, I've got a, I've got an executive retreat there. I've got a function centre. Uh, are there lots and lots of other cottages, or what yeah, do you call so we, them? Yeah, yeah, we've got a total of sixteen cabins, oh. so three one-bedroom villas and eleven two-bed, two-bath yeah. cabins, and three three-bedroom residences. Buddy, I'm not trying to you know you know glorify your entrepreneurialism, but do you own other? Properties. As uh, so well? we we manage that. I own one of the residences, and we own the management rights. So we actually run all the short term accommodation. Yeah, yeah. But all the individual cabins are all strata title and owned. But, the, but that's all up in the back of the mountains of the Sunshine Coast, that Mullaney area Correct. there. But do you own other properties down the Gold Coast, elsewhere uh, around? A couple Bris of properties in Brisbane. Oh, okay. Yep. Not bad for a Swedish boy who couldn't speak English when he arrived. <laughs> <laughs> the Swedish immigrant, yeah. That's what right. happened on Monday. What happened on Tuesday? Uh, Tuesday had some marketing and a new business that we just kicked off. What new business? Um, M26 Fit. That's got so, nothing to do with Monday. <laughs> no, no, it had something to do with Monday because the as part of that, as part of the weekender program, the fitness element of that was based around showcasing that new business. So you got this executive retreat, this holiday escape up there at Mullaney, with all of these you know, luxurious um, abodes, yeah, and you've got this M26. I think you better give us a little bit more description as to what M26 is all about. Yeah, it's a. Active lifestyle clothing brand, right. essentially, and yeah. uh, we run our own podcast, and 
um, just kicked off actually today, our yeah. first uh, little fitness adventure with a kayaking experience down on the Brisbane River. Okay. So you're, you're, you've got products that are all about the apparel, about what people wear, yeah? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in an, in, as an adjunct to that, there is an actually active or activity-based uh, element to the business. No, that is correct. So the, the fundamentals are it's strong mind, strong body, right. and changing the way you think about fitness. So I've always been involved in fitness, yeah. and through a bit of adversity that I experienced a few years ago was how the brand was born, yeah. and just understanding the importance of building up some mental strength and some mental resilience. So wow. the 26 is based around spending 26 minutes a day strengthening your mind and 26 yeah. minutes a day strengthening your body wow. is the principles behind it. Why 26? Um, 26 was just a, a number that I came up with <laughs> and it's not 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, I think that being a little bit more specific around yeah. the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what did you do Thursday, Friday? Oh, Thursday, Friday. Well, this morning you were out kayaking. Yeah, this morning we were out kayaking. Um, Wednesday and Thursday were admin days for oh, okay, me. Yep, okay, just catching okay. up because there was a lot of yeah. organisation that went into Monday, so we were yeah. a bit behind the eight ball on right. all the administration yeah. duties in life, so yeah. spent catching up those in, in the office on Wednesday and Thursday. And today's been a bit, yeah, activity, kayaking, followed by some ice hockey and Another ice. meeting after that. Did you say ice hockey? Correct. So what does that look like? I know what ice hockey <laughs> looks like. I know. But you're, you're on the river this morning, right? Yep. And you've gone from the river to ice hockey playing games, competition? Yeah, it's more of a, a, a muck around game right. between a bunch of blokes. Yeah. That happens on a Friday morning. Yeah. But, mate, what are, I know age is irrelevant. But where do you sit in the age frame, eh? You... Yeah, probably in the middle. There's there's a few boys there that are older than I am and a but few like, boys that are younger. Are you mid-40s? No, I'm 53. 53. <laughs> That's a bloody big week. And yeah. and what's interesting about it for me is there's a little bit of um, time there that's totally for Magnus. I'm, you know, I'm thinking about the kayaking this morning. I'm thinking about the, you know, the ice hockey. He's taken time out to do the the admin, but geez, you've been creative on Monday and Tuesday, doing um, doing what you're passionate and that you enjoy. You, you had uh, a very very bold experience on the Monday with Channel Seven coming up and and uh, and doing their thing. M um, twenty six on Tuesday, which I. I assume you're very, very passionate about it. The look on your face tells me that's the case. Now I want to go back to that primary, secondary school because I come back to – that all started – that all seemed to me that at the start you're behind the eight ball there and yet here you are, mate. You're fully alive, at least in a professional, um, a professional working sense. Um, how, what happened along, along the way? Like – what are your ingredients that enabled you to turn such a humble start into such a go-getter? Yeah, great question. Um, I think I've always just liked improving and oh. has been the basis of that. So from a mindset, just wanting to grow and improve. And so literally from starting um, 
working life yeah. is is when I think that journey first started. Yeah. Because I, I again not showing a terrible interest in the academic, academic side of e- side, education, yeah. but yeah. I was quite passionate about building and construction. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. as soon as I dove into that, it was instantaneously wanting to grow and wanting to improve and yeah. Yeah, built my first house when I was 21 years of age and just wanting to continually grow and improve, I guess, is is the so, secret sauce. So let me understand that, please. You built your first house. So where did you raise the funds to start building your first house at 21 years of age? Oh, well, when you leave school at the age of 15 and start working at 15, I wow. had six years of of working life to save up. And were you labouring? No, just straight from apprentice carpenter. Right, okay. Yep. Okay. And, and, you, and you're working with other builders and, and other developers and you're, you're, you're just saving your, your, your good dollars. So no. at 21 years of age, you, you pour that into building your own home. No, that's correct. Yeah. I got married at the age of 21 and moved into my first house at the age of 21. Mate. <laughs> that's a uh, there's an innate mindset there there's an innate quality there that allowed you so quickly from the age of 15 to go and create things go and and go and do things so you're in more in recent times you've you've enjoyed reading yes 100% yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you better name better give us a few books that's that's taken your fancy um Seven Habits of Effective People. Oh, the highly um, effective, the Stephen Covey. You know how that, that gets so regularly it? mentioned yeah, on this yeah, program okay. here. What do you remember about that book that was so important to you? Um, I think just on literally coming back to those three items that I mentioned before, just being committed and yeah. being consistent Yeah. In, in, in habit creation. Yeah, yeah. I, um, do you remember when Covey used to talk about being doing what's important, being proactive, not reactive, mm. and 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 yeah, just being 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 certain that you don't fall into the trap of doing the everyday. That you don't do things that are just urgent. You do things that are important towards your goals. You know, and it's interesting as I say that, that's what I'm actually hearing a little bit about your week. You know, if you look at your week of five days and I said, what did you actually do this week that actually moved your goals forward? There was a heck of a lot of what you did this week, particularly on Monday and Tuesday. That was just all about moving what's important to you, you know, forward. Correct. Seven habits are highly effective. That, yeah, amongst many things, that's that's one of the messages I remember out of uh, out of Kobe's book very very clearly. Remember, you also spoke about know was it know the end in sight, see the end in sight. You got to you got to see the vision. Correct. You got to see the outcome. You got to see the 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 end picture. Yeah. You know? Have you got an, a current? And picture, have you got a an outcome that's really, really important to you? Do you see something that you're aiming for two years, three years down the track? Um, not so specifically uh, anymore. Yeah. I've I've actually taken a little bit of a shift sideways in that sense, and and more very much 
trying to be enjoying the journey. Like there's goals and there's visions there. I'd see a lot of uh, growth and a lot of movement in the M26 in particular. That's, yeah. um, like you mentioned, very, very passionate about trying to, you know, empower and inspire people on that front. Yeah. But not um, very much, yeah, trying to be also just enjoying every day. Yeah. Well, see, that's that, that's interesting because that's a reference to, like, maximising the current moment, maximising, you know, today. But I suppose the question then becomes... What is it exactly about M26 that's really important to you? Like, why, why choose it in the first place? Like, why invent it in the first place? What's its purpose? Uh, its purpose is to change the way you think about fitness because I think that fitness is a very – it's on – Everybody talks about it, and yeah. I think it has a real physicality behind it, and that's yeah. what the understanding, but I don't think that people place the same level of importance on the mental side of it, and I believe it's equally important to spend just as much time working on your body physically as what it is to be working on your mind. And I guess another way to look at that was from a physical fitness perspective, we all know that you need to be active, and then you need to be conscious of what food you put into your system. Yeah. And it's the same, I believe, with your mind, that what you focus on and what you choose to listen to and the information that you turn, that you digest yeah. is equally as important to maintaining that level of, of mental fitness. So, so now we're getting to some really interesting ingredients here, right? You spoke about the stuff we put into our into our body. So, so what conclusion have you reached around um, eating and uh, and what we should be putting into our body and what we shouldn't be putting into our body? Do you have a conclusion around? Yeah, a very very simple philosophy around yeah. that is that you just don't put things into your body that come out of a packet. Apart from rice and pasta, for mine, it's just very much just fresh fruit and vegetables and and um, and meat. So run around the outside aisles of of the shopping centre and don't spend too much time on the inside. If you notice that the, some of the shopping centres that I now go to, I find it fascinating how the fruit and the veggies is now front of entrance. Like when you enter, you, you know, there's a little IGA down here at East Brisbane here. I think it's the most magnificent grocery store because when I walk into it, it's the first thing that hits you is the fruit and veggies. It's almost as if there's like a bit of a movement even at that corporate grocery level in order to bring that to, to people or people are in fact starting to become aware and, and demand it. Yeah? yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Speak to us about the exercise, you know, like what, what, what should exercise, if we're dead set serious about honouring our body, what should exercise look like? What does it look like for you in a week? Um, well, I think it looks very different for individuals yeah. and I think you need to be tailoring a program to, to suit your body type and where you are at your fitness level as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what do you do? What's important to you? Um, well, I I believe just in, in mixing it up. I don't yeah. like doing one thing. So I do a whole number of things. I lift weights. I cycle. I run. Right. I swim. You kayak. Yeah, kayak. Just started up kayaking in the ice hockey. So wow, I mix okay. that up through yeah. the through every week. That's it. Like even when I think about ice hockey, you're on skates. 
Great. Yeah, 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 do. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there's a heck of a lot of work there that's in the abductors and the adductors and the thigh muscles, you know, your backside muscles, your, you know, your, your bottom, you know, et cetera, et cetera. 100%. So there's um, – that's a lot of variety. Is, is that a bit of a message that variety in your exercise program – we're not talking about an exercise program for a specific goal. We're just talking about general honouring of the body. How do you rate the importance of variety of exercises? Yeah. Personally, I rate it quite highly. Yeah. yeah. Because but- I think that we're all provided with various body parts and they should all be utilised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about you, but as I get older too, I find that 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 exercise is so specific to the muscle fibres, not even the muscle. It's actually the fibres that I'm actually exercising. So if I'm doing the same exercises over and over again, I'm only working those specific fibres. It's not, it's not the whole of the muscle, you know. It, 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 and, and so I find it very, very important that you know, I go down to – Harry's down there at Cooper Roo at the boxing gym. I even have a crack at hot yoga. That's hilarious. Um, the park run on a Saturday morning. You know, just that whole variety is really, really serves me serves me well. What's your view of it? What's your perspective of the body? Um, I think it's a temple. It's at the end of the day. It's if. Um if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. So I think a lot of people spend a lot of time focusing on other things. They don't have time to do any exercise. They don't have time to eat the right food. And, you know, they think we live in a society that's very wealth focused. And unfortunately, that won't serve you terribly well. Use the word temple there, mate. Now, am I out of place by saying that's got a little spiritual or religious connotation to it? Correct. I consider myself very spiritual. Mate, you know you're going to have to elaborate on that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I believe in God. Yeah, but but tell us more. Which God? You know, is it Allah or is it, Uh, you know? Jesus. Yeah? Yep. And and why? Why is that important to you? Like, like why why choose that pathway of belief in in God or Jesus? Um, It's just, uh, it's a faith. It's something that I've was raised in a in a Christian family and yeah. and I 100% believe in it. Yeah. And and what does it deliver to you? Like like I I get you I get you believe in it. Right. But what I'm trying to ascertain here is what do you gain from it? Um you know I'm not questioning it. Don't. I'm exploring it. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um peace, joy, fulfillment. Wow. How does that work? Like how does how do you get peace, joy and fulfillment? Um, it's, it's, I guess it's hard to describe, but it's just, um, an, an inner speak an inner peace that I just feel. Wow. Spiritually. Is that because, um, if you had to describe your God, your Jesus in three words, what three words would you describe? Oh, because you know what I'm asking here? I'm asking is, if you're going to have that faith relationship with God or Jesus, I'm trying to work out who is God or Jesus in your mind. And if you're having that faith relationship, what are you drawing upon from the entity of God and Jesus? I would say peace, love and joy. So you pray? 
I do. Yeah. Pray and I meditate. Wow. And so when you connect with your God, Jesus, you're actually drawing upon their gift. And oh, that's correct. Wow. And that, that infiltrates. Yeah, that very much resonates with me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your purpose? I believe my purpose is to lead, inspire, and encourage people to be the best version of themselves. Wow. How do you do that through M26? Um, one through our education program, yeah. through our podcast, and yeah. then I, I think in very much I'm a lead by example sort of guy, and yeah. I think that that can assist in providing people with inspiration and, and empowerment. Yeah, yeah. Magnus, how, how else I'm, – I'm assuming your definition of your purpose there, which is to inspire and and open up people's eyes to the best version of themselves. This is not something that just belongs to your work. This is who you are, full stop. So what else do you do, just even in the day-to-day, um, even outside of the, the work framework, that places you in a position to help others see that higher potential? Um, I think through relationship. Yeah. I'm, I'm huge on relationships and the relationships that I have and they lead to other relationships and that I think can play a big role. How do, and, and how do you foster relationships, mate? Like, like what, what, does, what does huge on relationship look like? Um, I think caring and, yeah. and um, spending time with people. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of people spend time with other people or ring them up quite often with agenda. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I is agree. that you? Absolutely not. Well, so, you got to elaborate for us. Um, well, ag- again, part of that whole connection. So it's just like, for example, if I give you a call, if I haven't seen each other for a few months, and yeah. Bernie, how are you going? And it's because I generally care about how you're going. Yeah, and I value our relationships, and I want to continue that relationship. And you don't continue relationships if you're not reaching out and and spending time. But to do that, you've actually got to have a mindset that. That, that looks outside of yourself. You, you, you know what I mean? Like you, you, you've got to have a, a, a mindset that's actually forgetting self to be able to look outside yourself and to see that that connection with that person is, is valuable. Yeah? Yep. Um, is, that, is that you? It is. Yeah. Yeah, probably not as much as I'd like. Like it's something oh. I'm working on to to be better and and more caring and more loving. But you did say that also you're about mind. You didn't say you were about mind coaching, but you the exercising of the mind. You almost well you you, you place that with equal importance as the exercise of the body. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Can you elaborate on that a little bit more? Why is that? Why do you feel that is so important in this day and age? And what does exercising the mind look like? Uh, for me, it's 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 reading and studying, yeah, and getting a a better understanding 
of myself yeah. and my strengths and what my weaknesses are. Yeah. And also I listen to empowering podcasts yeah. um, and and being around inspiring people in that yeah. community sense. I think that that's very healthy yeah. for the mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think of you? Um, What's your perception of, of you? Oh, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that, Bernie. I mean, well, I... Um, <laughs> Um, I guess I try to be who I was meant to be. And I, I feel that with what I'm doing at the moment was what I was called to a call to do. And it's, um, I feel very comfortable in the direction that I'm headed in. That hasn't always been the case in, yeah. in a previous life when you're in, in a position and you may not truly believe that that's where you should be, whereas I'm 100% confident that where I am right now is exactly where I'm meant to be. What, I, what I'm hearing there is there has been a situation in your life where you found yourself in a place where you weren't comfortable remaining there. Are you able to bring that to colour for us? Are you able to, you know, share what that was and what action did you take? Um, yeah, so I was working for a particular company yeah. and had climbed to the top of the tree and yeah. and once I reached the top of that tree, there wasn't any further growth and yet I did remain in that position for a number of years because it was it was comfortable. I was on a um, – held a good position. It was – comfortable in the center of finances yeah and but it just didn't tick the box in the in yeah. the growth yeah and so it came time to to tap out of that employment and and wow, chase okay. the next dream so. so you were working for someone correct yeah yeah and what were you the ceo were you the ceo of that company yeah, or? ceo or managing director right yeah. okay and you, you you tapped out of that and did what um i jumped into property development and so you opened up your own um I, I was um again through relationship yeah had fortunately come across a a person who had a a property and was in need of a of a partner yeah and so that okay worked quite well and we teamed up and, and the Ridget Mullaney is the the end uh, result uh, right so so you moved into co-ownership so you've gone from partnership, co-partnership. Co yeah, I see. Co-partnership. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, have you always been the leader? Um, like I, I heard there, CEO. Yeah. You know, and now you're the leader of your own business. Have you always been the leader? Uh, I guess the answer would be yes. Yeah. I remember being the captain of the cricket team and captain of the soccer what team. So, no, back in primary school. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. What, the Swedish boy comes out here at five years of age, never held a cricket bat, and then he's the captain. Yeah, in grade seven, oh, I was uh, <laughs> the cricket the cricket captain. And huh? I wouldn't have mind playing against you, mate. I reckon <laughs> in those five years, you might have developed the, the – it's good, good on you. What makes a great leader? Um, well, you... I think in leading by example is, is how it's, it's been for mine. Yeah, yeah. And um, and being being passionate, yeah, in, in what you do, I feel very very blessed. I feel very fortunate to be doing what I love doing. And just, is that something you feel most days? Um, most days, yes. Yeah. Yep. 
you think you feel it? You, you must know a lot of people who don't feel that most days. Probably you don't. You probably don't hang around with them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I am fortunate in the the circle that I mix in. Yeah. Um, there's not too many people that are in my inner circle that don't yeah, enjoy yeah. what they do. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you, you're probably hanging around with the people who who display some of the same qualities. But geez, it's fascinating to listen to because what you're saying is you just really enjoy what you're doing. Well, of course, if you really, really enjoy what you're doing, you're going to be displaying your energy for it. You yeah. know? And if that's on most days, then whoever, whoever's on the receiving end of it is going to be receiving whatever you want to call it, high energy, passion, enthusiasm, doesn't matter what you call it. It's, um, it's an extension of magnets, and it penetrates, you know? And um, I've got a feeling that when you were selling the little dream on the hill, mate, guess what? They weren't just getting the dream on the hill. They were getting your passion, your commitment, your energy, your truth, your, your reality, your authenticity. You know? And um, one suspects that could have a, uh, a very prominent effect or impact um, upon, upon people. Hey, um... Since, you, since school was an interesting uh, experience for you, let's pretend this. Instead of Bernie here, <laughs> let's just say around this table there are three young men and they're in grade 11 and grade 12. That puts them at the age of like 16 and 17. And they've learned about... You know, Magnus Olsen, the five-year-old from Sweden, who now just seems to be got a bit of a Midas touch. Whatever is important to him, he can turn it into a bit of gold. You know? And you've got a five-minute chance to, to advise these three young men on how to approach the game of life after school. Uh-huh. What would you say to the, the young men these days about what's really important post-school as they enter into the, into the game of life? And I'm not letting you off the hook. I want three things. Three what things. do you say to three young men? Um, well, firstly, mindset. And um, I think growth mindset, just having a growth mindset, which just basically means that everybody can improve and yeah. anything that you set your mind too, yeah. you can achieve. I, I feel very blessed and fortunate that for as long as I can remember, that's those words are, are still ringing in my ears. Who from? From, from Mum. Wow. Saying that Magnus, if you whatever you put your mind to, you can achieve. And I think that not everybody may have received that message from their parents. Yeah. And I think that it's that innate belief in yourself that whatever it is that you set your mind to, you can achieve. Yeah. And I genuinely 100% believe that everybody has that ability. Yeah, yeah. So, so one of those boys now puts up his hand now and, and he says, yeah, but if I don't get it from mum or dad, how, how else can I get it? Have you got a tip or two on, on how any young person, regardless of their home environment, regardless either from their teacher environment, may not be as positive as it, as it, as it could be too, mm-hmm. how do you develop that growth mindset 
if the environment's not forthcoming and providing it for you. You just have to find it within yourself. Like it's that own self-belief. Yeah. And that's where it starts because at the end of the day, it's okay that mum said that to me, but yeah. I've, I've believed that. You and took it on board, yeah. I took it on board, yeah. yeah. Was religion playing a role back then for you as well? Oh. Um, I mean, as a five-year-old, I don't know if yeah. that would be would be prominent at that. But obviously, I was very fortunate to be brought up in a very loving, caring environment. Yeah, yeah. And then on top of that, you had the love and the care of God too, also speaking to you. Were you was that happening to you when you were 15, 16, 17 years of uh, age? Probably my first recollection would, would of that would have been early teens. yeah. Yeah. Yep. So there's two pretty powerful forces, isn't it? It's mum and it's mum and dad, and and then it's this faith relationship that's also feeding you that you are capable, that you you are a being capable of achieving many things, despite the fact that when you came out here to Australia, you couldn't even speak English. No. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I'd also emphasize the power of relationships right. and fostering those relationships. So this is number two. Yep. I've got growth mindset yep. number one, and now you're saying you, you've got to foster relationships. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elaborate a little bit more. I just think that you, there's, a, there's a saying, your network is your net worth. Wow, so, say that again. So, so your, your network is your net worth. So wow. the, the people, I think it's extremely important in the people that you – that you hang around yeah. is extremely important. I think it's yeah. very difficult if you're in an environment of a bunch of naysayers then to be able to to grow. So you need to be putting yourself in that environment. Yeah, yeah. Do, do, do you still seek to, to introduce yourself and to network with people even now that start off as strangers or are you – 100%. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's how we originally – Connected, yeah. Was in the just, gym. We were just we complete strangers. You did, and we had a chat, and yeah. Well, there's a commonality there that there's yeah. somebody else there doing the same things. That so it's not that difficult to mine when you've got that doing something that you both enjoy doing, and you're both there to well, connect. Well, at times, mate, we're the only ones there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which in itself is interesting, isn't it? Because we're in a complex here where there could be a heck of a lot more people um, uh, embracing the, the opportunity. So we've got a growth mindset. Yep. We've got value and grow connections yep. as well. Mate, I'm sorry. I said three things. Yep. And the, want, the last one is, is consistency. So whatever it is that you decide that you need to do, you need to do that consistently. Yeah. I don't believe anything great. Um, there's been nothing of significance that I've achieved in my life that hasn't yeah. resulted through consistent action. Yeah. yeah. Speak to yourself now, going forward at 53 years of age. I mean, mate, you've still got 30 or 40 years left of the great last chapter of life, you know, here. What do you see for yourself in the future? Um, it's just a continuation. Like, um, like I touched on earlier, it's the journey. So yeah. obviously just um, signing up with your good self to <laughs> go and do base camp later this year, that's, again, who knows what will come of that. Yeah. And so it's I'm very, very just open to um, where life takes me and it's just following um, 
following my spirit, following my gut instinct. Yeah, in, in, and trusting it. And trusting it. Yeah. But again, what's interesting here, here, here I'm hearing at 53 years of age, you're still seeking the experiences, mate, and no mucking around. There's a couple mm. of doozies in there as well. You know, um, don't be afraid to, to get on board and, and, you know, really take on um, the encounters and the opportunities of life that it, that yeah. it, that it, that it offers. Yeah. You know? That's actually a great point, Bernie, because it's, it's, I think that we're all, um, we all have opportunities. Um, yeah. And at the end of the day, you've got that choice to, to say yes or to say no. And if you're in a position and it fits within those values to, to say yes, yeah. that can change your life. Yeah. Hey, why Nepal, mate? What, what, what appeals to you about it? And I mean, you, you could have gone done Kilimanjaro. You could have gone to Europe and gone to Paris. Uh, you could have gone to Canada and enjoyed, the, you know, Banff and the lakes over there. You could have gone to a seven-star hotel in New York and gone to, um, you know, the, the, the stage plays over there. Why, why Nepal? What's what's calling you to there? Um, it's just been a bit of a bucket list item from. A long time. Kilimanjaro is on the bucket list too, so yeah. we might look at doing that next year. And <laughs> a wise man once told me that you should probably start with with base camp. Yeah. And I see it as a challenge. It's it's certainly not going to be a walk in the park. Yeah. So it's just again, it's an experience. It's a challenge. Yeah. And um, and I think um, experiences help form us into the people that we are. Right. So there again, I'm hearing that hearing that message is embrace experiences because they're formative you know, they um they can mold and mold and shape us if there's one thing on the mighty trek to Everest base camp that you're looking forward to if there's an image that you've got as you walk these eight days to from Lakla to Everest base camp what what, what images are uh, top of mind that you you're looking forward to to possibly becoming your reality? Um, I'm a fan of altitude. Um, yeah. and, and so just being up at a very high altitude um, <laughs> I, um, is, is one of the things. And being surrounded and being at the bottom of the, the tallest mountain in the world is, yeah. I think, something fairly special. Well, mate, the, bot, the, the, the phrase being at the bottom is interesting because you're actually going to be at 5,400 metres. <laughs> That's above sea level, even though it feels as if you're, you're at the bottom of the head cone of, um, of Everest. What, in fact, you'll be on is the great Kumbu Glacier that sweeps down uh, from, from Everest. And to stand at Everest Base Camp is to, uh, to be on that glacier. And, of course, at this time of the year, oh, no, you're not going in April. You're going in October. But the April ones, they'll actually see Everest Base Camp in all its glory because all the climbers um, will be there ready to take on Mount Everest climbing in the, in the, in the month of May. Well, buddy, um, what, a, what a fascinating hour that we've, um, we've just shared and um, I think it's appropriate that we're we're mentioning the word Everest and and the reason why I say it's appropriate is because what occurs to me I'd never be surprised if at you know 55 56 years of age you going over to Nepal 
If you come back to me and say, well, guess what? I've decided to skip Kilimanjaro. I want to do Everest. <laughs> and I think it's a, a testimony to your, your zest, your, your character, who you've become in the process of life. You've embraced experiences. You seek to see more, do more, um, be more. And the fascinating part about it is, mate, there's no slowing down at the moment, is it? 53 ain't slowing you down. No. How many more years you got, mate, at, at, this, at this pace? I don't know. We'll just keep going. <laughs> I reckon you'll be 80 and you'll, I'll get the same answer from you, you know. So, mate, I wanted to thank you ever so much for, uh, you know, sharing your whole journey and for just the experience of Magnus and, and, and just hearing what you've done and those little things along the way that have contributed to a person who at a very early age was taught and bought into that you've got to have a crack at life. You've you got to have a go. Thank you, Mum. Thank you, Dad. And, uh, you know, thank you to your faith relationships. Thank you to your environment. They, uh, they taught you well, mate. Congratulations, Magnus. Can't wait to share the experience with you. And uh, may I shake your hand right now and just thank you for being part of another journey. It's called A Journey with Bernie. <laughs> no, thanks very much for having me on, Bernie. Real pleasure, mate. And look forward to reciprocating by being part of uh, uh, your podcast in the, in the near future. Yeah, no, I look forward to having you on. Good on you, mate. Thank Take you. Take care, eh? Cheers, Cheers, Magnus. Bye. Hey, I do hope you enjoyed today's episode of A Journey with Bernie. Dear people, I loved it. I just love the continuous learning journey that our dear guests offer each and every one of us. Of course, you may be after contact and connection details or references to books or other podcasts or educational sources that we talked about. They're all in the podcast notes. Do go there, folks. Now, there are some of you that have rung me about joining our forthcoming trips to Nepal. We're leaving April the 6th and September the 22nd. Imagine you and I walking to Everest Base camp, even discussing some of the content of these episodes, you do have another opportunity, and that's that beautiful, iconic pathway to Gokyo Lakes via Ronjo Pass or Shola Pass. Imagine being in the presence of the mighty Himalayas. It'd be so great to have you on board. Just give us a call. Plus six one, that's the Australian code, followed by my mobile number, 412-982-444. Why? Because we've just got to embrace this journey called life. Enjoy it, dear people, and just remember... <laughs> <laughs>